Three things cannot be long hidden, the sun, the moon, and the truth. Welcome to Guided Meditation 10, Choiceless Awareness. Good morning, everyone. Don't think of a pink elephant with roller skates on. Come on, what the hell? I said don't. <laughs> we often feel like we have control about where our attention goes. And as you've learned in the last 10 days, not so much, right? Not so much all the time. We often don't have control over this facility that regulates how we interact with the whole world, how we perceive everything. Attention, it has a mind of its own. It goes off in this direction and that direction. And we can have some control, some attentional regulation saying, hey, come on back, pulling it back, bringing it here to something like the breath. But it doesn't change that nature to wander and we will naturally have our attention gravitate toward many different objects, not necessarily feeling like we have a choice in the matter. And so today we're actually going to get in touch with that choicelessness, with attention doing what it will. And we'll start with practices that are familiar, so no worries, but we will get into, through my instructions, a practice of choiceless awareness or open awareness where we are with whatever comes up and we don't have an anchor. But we will start with an anchor, so that's one choice you do still have today. You can choose what primary object of attention you want to use, and you can go ahead and think about that because we'll start in just a minute. And for everyone, whether you're watching live or after the fact, go ahead and get comfortable, get in your seated position, close your eyes, I'll start the timer. So with eyes closed, letting go of the external world, checking in inside, as we do, you can go ahead and check in with your primary object of attention. So you can rest your attention with the breath, or the body, or whatever object of attention you're using to start with as an anchor. Today we will use mental noting, so you can go ahead and start noting the breath or whatever is coming up for you, whatever you're using. If you're using the body as a primary object, no need to note anything repetitively for now, but just note every sensation that comes up regardless of your primary object. Note pulsing, heaviness, tension pain, etc. Any physical sensation. So waking our vocabulary back up from nonverbal practice, noting all the sense doors, noting feelings, noting thoughts. And if you're with the breath, noting in, out, and establishing a rhythm, noting the breath being with the sensations of the breath, using mental noting once again to keep our mind with what we're doing. <sighs> 
If you need to establish some balance in your mind, you can use skillful means and tools that we've learned, concentration practice, counting to 10 with the breath for one or two or a few counts. So even though we don't have all the choices from yesterday, we're taking that resourcefulness and that ability to use what is skillful for our own practice. We're taking that with us, bringing it to this more structured at first, but soon very unstructured practice. And it will be an open practice. So as opposed to a closed practice where you're just with the breath counting, for example, we're going to open it up today. So if your mind is balanced, you can start opening it up, allowing your attention to be with anything that comes up, to not necessarily rush back to the breath or to the primary object of attention, but to just be with what comes up, allowing your attention to move and using mental noting to make sure that you know where you are. Pain in the knee, tension in the shoulder, thinking, sound, hearing, thinking, back to the breath, back to some other physical sensation. That's how it might go. It might be moving that fast and that's fine or slower. So find your own pace as this practice gradually opens up.
You can allow yourself an openness to the attention going anywhere. So it might go places you're not familiar with. If you're getting into a pattern of it going to the same few places, that's okay. You can notice that. Definitely mentally note that. But also remain open. Remain open to the attention going somewhere you never expected it to go. This is the biggest umbrella we've had in allowing anything and everything to come into our experience. Still using an anchor for now, establishing concentration, and using your anchor especially anytime you're doubting yourself, you're unsure of where your attention should be. If you're debating where your attention should be or you're feeling multiple things and you're having thoughts arise from that, be sure that you do mentally note that as what it is, thoughts, thinking. So if you're in a story about the practice, it's still a story, it's still thinking. And when in doubt, you can return to that primary object, grounding yourself in mental noting, aware of what's happening, equanimous as you can be, and present for whatever's happening right now. If the primary object feels old and familiar, lean in a little closer. The breath, for example, always has more we can notice. It's a whole process from beginning to end. The sensations are changing every step of the way, every moment. 
So if we can lean in, get past this idea that it's just the same breath we've seen many times, get past the idea and into the reality, the sensate reality of breath. When we sit here with our eyes closed, what we're experiencing is our reality, which is unique because usually in everyday life, when we talk about our reality, we're talking about stories, stories that admittedly are accurate and describe our human experience and are functional and are necessary, but still stories our whole human world of concepts is a world of stories. Our internal world of sensations, thoughts, sounds, experiences, that's a direct world at a deeper level from any story. And you can feel that world as intimately as you choose to, based on how much you're willing to lean in, to observe, to observe whatever comes up, anything that arises, observing as objectively as we can, noticing the stories when they start, when the story machine gets going, noticing thinking, and noticing thinking as thinking, as just another direct experience. Having a thought is an experience and arising, just like having a physical sensation is, just like breathing is. The only difference being that we tend to identify with our thoughts. So we're noticing identification when it comes up as we strive to be with everything in the form it's in before any identification, before we call it mine or me, before we react, before we start telling a story, just being with what's actual what's primary, what's here right now.
And as we cross the halfway point in this meditation, we will shift to our choiceless awareness practice. So as we do, be aware of the balance in your mind and how you're relating to practice. If you're having difficulties, if it's not effective, feel free to use whatever skillful means you need. You can go back to the breath. You can go back to a primary object. But to shift into choiceless awareness, we're going to let our anchor go. So if you've been with the breath, you can still notice the breath as it comes up. But we drop it as a home for our attention. Our attention is homeless now. And our attention is free to wander wherever it wanders as we notice every place it wanders. So this is a hard practice without a primary object to ground us, to anchor us. It's easier to get lost. We have to be aware of that. Be clear on how we're practicing, whether we're balanced, whether we need to return back to a primary object, whether we need to note a little more. Using mental noting to be with whatever comes up, allowing our attention to move freely. With open awareness. Just know where your attention is. Use mental noting to describe what comes up. And if what's coming up is thought about where you should be, how you're practicing, just note thinking. Realize you're thinking. And there's nowhere particularly to gently return your attention. So just notice what's going on. You can use the body as a starting point. Noticing whatever physical sensation is predominant. Being with whatever is going on in your experience right now. No need to know where your attention is going, where it's going to be. That's just future mind. No need to stress about where it's been in past mind. All we need to worry about is where's the attention now? What's happening now? Lightness, 
tingling, pressure, pressure, warmth, thinking, anxiety, lightness, tension, feeling, thinking, hearing, thinking, tension, pressure, tingling. That's just one example of how this could go. So you have to find the right pace that's gonna work for you and your mind. You could be noting every second. You could be noting once every five seconds. Find the right balance for you. And if you're noting so quickly that it gets very clunky and you can't find the right words, you can always just stop worrying about the words and use the same note for everything, like beep, 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 beep. The noting is just a tool. We shouldn't critique our noting. Just use the noting as best you can. It's a skill that you've built up over 10 days, but that you'll continue to build up. It'll get smoother. So just find the right balance for your mind, mentally noting whatever comes up, the awareness open, the attention free to move, investigating and labeling and feeling and being with whatever comes up. And as best we can, allowing whatever comes up to just be becoming just a little more equanimous, bringing just a little more equanimity to practice every day. Just see how the practice is going and use whatever skillful means you need. If you're lost at sea, you can always use an anchor again. And remember that how lost you are, how this is going, is not a direct reflection at all of how you've progressed, how you're meditating. It's usually just a matter of the weather in that day. The weather of the mind. If it's stormy, the sea's going to be choppy, it's going to be hard to navigate, and you might need an anchor. 
on a calm day? You might not. You might be able to practice an open awareness and truly be with experience moment after moment. Sometimes not using an anchor, it's a little easier to see cause and effect, to see how one phenomenon brings the attention to another phenomenon. A thought stirs a feeling up, stirs another thought up, intensifies the feeling, brings a sense of frustration or difficulty, another physical sensation, pain. The more we can step back and see how one thing leads to the next, the more we can realize that the mind's game is just a game. It's not personal. It's always changing. Which cuts both ways, so if you're experiencing something great, no need to cling to it. It's not going to be there forever. If your experience is difficult, you can take refuge in the fact that it will end. Something else will arise. If difficult things do come to your attention, or if your attention is circling around something difficult, just remember that whatever comes up, our job is just to be with it, to try and let it be, to realize it's not us, and see if we can be okay with it being there. Remembering that whatever comes up is just a guest in your experience. You're hosting your experience. And whatever is in your experience now is impermanent, it's just a guest. We can brighten the mind by thinking of ourselves as that host, 
trying to be the best host we can in meditation and just welcoming whatever comes up in our experience to the party that is our experience. And you can use that mantra if you like. Something difficult comes up and you just say, welcome to the party. Sadness, welcome to the party. Sound, hearing, welcome to the party. Pain, welcome to the party. It's natural to have a liking or a disliking for whatever comes up. But remember that the disliking is a mental phenomenon, something itself to be noticed, and something that we can start to move past by using this attitude of equanimity, welcoming whatever it is to the party, without judgment, without reactivity, with open attention. So as we start to wrap up, open your attention to everything, including where you are, sitting in this room, reconnecting with your body if you haven't been embodied. And opening your eyes, re-engaging with the external world, not necessarily ending mindfulness, taking mindfulness with you. Because in this external world, it's a lot like open awareness. Things just come up. We don't necessarily choose who pops up on our phone or what happens at work or any of the millions of variables we deal with every day. So choiceless awareness is maybe even a closer parallel to bringing mindfulness into everyday life. Hence, it's harder. It's very hard to be mindful in everyday life. Like, I'm trying to be mindful right now, talking, feeling the sensations of my lips moving, 
being aware, being here right now, and I can somewhat do it, but it's way harder than being mindful with our eyes closed, with a primary object of attention. So it's a long road from the skills we cultivate to applying them in everyday life, but it's a road that is very worth walking. Wow, okay, James, you're having a tropical storm during this meditation with the power going out. And it was still very interesting. Okay, that is <laughs> maybe a great example of how it can get tough with open awareness. Uh, there was probably a lot to be with. <laughs> and actually maybe good to practice open awareness in a situation like that, because you don't really have a choice. If things are happening, you don't always have time to practice or to respond or to just be with the primary object as you would wish. If something comes up in life, you don't have time necessarily to come up with a full game plan and just sit back mindfully and calmly approach everything. You just gotta be in it, react to what's happening, respond to what's happening rather. So good job, James. <laughs> Love it, Broccoli Dad. Oh my gosh. I'm really sorry to hear that, Peacemaker. It's, uh, it's really tough losing a parent, anyone really close to you. I can imagine what you're going through somewhat, but you know, it lands differently for everyone. Our situations are always different. So take care. I hope you're being gentle with yourself. I hope that this can help a little bit to stay grounded. And, uh, yeah, I'm sending love to you and your family. It's, it's really touching to see how, uh, compassionate everyone is in these comments. <sighs> yeah, it's it's hard to to know what to say with losing a parent, losing a dad, but uh it actually happened to me fairly recently this past New Year's Eve and uh for me like even though it wasn't completely unexpected, it was coming for a long time. Um, like when it actually happens, it becomes real. It goes beyond this idea of someone dying, a loved one dying and this idea of death. And it's like, oh, wow, this is a real thing. We're all going to experience. And, uh, like I think in our culture, we don't necessarily think about it or talk about it very much. We're not ready for it. We're not engaged with the reality of it. Like I had never before even seen a dead body. But yeah, I mean, this inevitable part of life comes and, uh, yeah, all I can do is just wish you love, Peacemaker, and uh, to anyone who is going through loss, something we all go through, all my love and wishes for strength. Wow, everyone's coming out with their stories now. Hearts 3480, may he rest in peace. And the crazy blondie lost family members to coronavirus. So yeah, it's becoming real for a lot of us for whom it hasn't been real, whether it's a parent or someone else, whether it's natural causes, whatever, coronavirus, hard times, hard event. All right, well, it's clear from the comments from, sorry, I was saying peacemaker, Pierce Mercier, <laughs> that uh, your well wishes and the compassion that you all are showing right now 
is beautiful. It's helping real people right now, similar to when we did our metta meditation and we were all live here, sharing hearts, sending love. It means something to know that the people on the other end of this screen actually care. It's a contrast to what we see on social media oftentimes. On Instagram Live, just, you know, someone's highlight reel telling you about how everything's great and all the beautiful stuff in their life. And uh, as we all are learning more and as anyone who lives long enough knows, it's not all sunshine and roses. And if we were really real and sharing everything on social media, it would be uh, <laughs> a different story. But often the suffering is what brings us together. It's what connects us. It's what makes, you know, my heart truly go out to you feel you, care about you, want you to be as happy as you can, to work through this with your family. And um, I know that the folks of you who are doing this live, the familiar names that I see each day, the people who have been wishing goodwill toward others, yeah, it's beautiful to witness. And I know that you're sincere. And I hope that the people receiving that know that you're sincere. Owen says, if everyone was real all the time, the world would be much different. Seconded, thirded, <laughs> wholeheartedly agree. And I'm really grateful for all of you who have been really real and vulnerable and caring here. It's really touched me and I will see you all tomorrow. I know it's a weekend day and a lot of you will <laughs> maybe not be here, but it's a short kind of fun meditation tomorrow. So. If you're up for it, sticking with this really uh, inspiring community that's developing here. I'm excited to see you all tomorrow. Wishing you the best. Thank you for sharing your practice, your wishes of goodwill, your compassion, your love. And I'll see you tomorrow. All right, so that is it for the remastered Instagram Live audio. I hope you enjoyed that meditation as well as the last one from Instagram Live. I hope you enjoyed the live feel to the meditation, being with me in real time. And tomorrow we return to unreal time, but we also go to a meditation that is a little quirky, a little different. It's called do nothing meditation. It should be pretty fun. So I'm looking forward to doing that or not doing that with you tomorrow. And I hope you have a great day. In the meantime, wishing you all the best congratulating you on being 10 days through this meditation challenge, two days left. Congrats. I'm happy for you having given meditation this big of a try, this full of a try. I hope you're grateful to yourself and thankful for yourself for doing this for yourself and all the people in your world, all the people you impact. Keep planting those seeds of mindfulness. Keep with it. And I will see you tomorrow for our second to last guided meditation.